Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello? Um, don't know how John normally does this, but I'm going to try and do an atmospheric intro. Through forgotten courtyards, beyond the leaf-strewn library, beneath the flaming October woods, follow the poacher through autumn's chamber to the pub that has no name except that it does have a name. Welcome to the Moon Underwater. Welcome to the Moon Underwater. As you've probably noticed, it's just little old Robin on his own today as John has gone off on a voyage of discovery. Uh, he's gone off on a little holiday to find himself. I hope he likes what he finds. Um, he's touring around Ireland and Scotland. He's going to visit some lovely pubs, I'm sure, and he's going to play a bit of golf. And I hope he doesn't have a breakdown. So I'll be handling the introduction to everyone's favourite dream pub, the Moon Underwater, where we invite guests in to select their favourite beers and wines that they will populate in their dream pub of the mind. But before we move on to this week's guest, we've got some mist. As everyone knows, mist is the word we use for correspondence in the moon underwater. So we've got a lovely mist here from Joe. Unusual pub location. I can confirm that the dental school of Newcastle University used to have its own pub aptly named the Crown and Bridge. Like it! I only saw it on an open day, alas I trained elsewhere because my dad felt that there was too much of a drinking culture at Newcastle. My understanding is it was eventually closed due to professional concerns, whatever that means. Yeah, I wouldn't fancy having a drunk dentist, although my dentist did once say whoops uh, while she was uh, doing a filling, which was quite disconcerting. Moving on, further mists, we've got one here from Asia. Many years ago, my partner John bought a crate of cobra for the house and decided he wanted to be the sort of person who always has cobra in. Taking this new identity a step further, he tried to get people to call him the mongoose because he was always having a cobra. Needless to say, it never really caught on. Yeah, not sure I quite get the reference there. The only mongoose I know is uh, Geff, the uh, 
the uh, haunted mongoose of the Isle of Man. Uh, look into that if you're interested in ghost stories about mongoose mongooses. Unusual pub games from Peter. I'm a big fan of bar billiards, but it's not seen much these days. There was once a table in what is known as the Angel and Greyhound in Oxford. Good pub. But I remember more fondly a rare hexagonal pool table in Bath. When I was a student there in the early 90s, the rules are the same, but the table rotates. It sounds like this is a dream. So you play each shot from the same position like bar billiards. Oh, okay. It sounds good and was fun to play, but the balls moved every rotation. So no matter how careful you were... (laughs) And the angles of the cushions were like being in a live-action GCSE maths question. That pub on Bathwick Street is now a restaurant, but shout out to anyone that remembers the great pubs of mid-90s Bath, including drinking the, the ale house completely dry in 1993. Still one of the best pub cities from P- Peter. I can firmly agree with that. Thank you so much for all those lovely mists. And if you would like to get in touch with us, please email us at john at moonunderpod.com. And if you're interested in checking out our various other tiers and levels of membership on our Patreon, then please go to moonunderpod.com because we have a monthly bonus episode called Behind the Cellar Door. And you can also get extended episodes and ad-free episodes, etc., etc. It really, really is an absolute treasure trove of um, extra content. Um, I accidentally said glory hole instead of treasure trove uh, earlier there, but we've edited that out. And also, I've been informed through the murmurations that mongoose do indeed fight cobras. So there we go. We're laughing and learning. But anyway, that's enough of my yakking. Um, let's uh, crack on with the guest. But maybe, maybe if I sit here in the dark for long enough, the shapes will start to coalesce and I will begin to see and imagine John. And yes, here he is. He's coming. He's appearing in a fog of vape smoke. And yes, our guest too. And yes, me. I am appearing. Hallelujah, Robin. Hallelujah. A cold and broken one? Is all I can one? say. Oh, right. No. What? I, I was going to say, was that a cold and a broken hallelujah, or is it just a regular kind of hot, fixed one? A regular hallelujah, uh, just because the moon underwater has been visited by several deities today, and it's always stressful when they come around to sort of check it out, uh, give it the okay. It's a bit like Ofsted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they just want to make sure it's sort of revealing itself correctly and providing the right kind of sucker, if I can use uh, a biblical phrase, for everyone that comes in. And it got seven or eight ticks from all of the major religions. Out, out of how many? Uh, well, no, one tick each. Oh, I oh right, so you either pass or fail, do you? Yeah, you, you either pass or fail. It's no, it's not like good, outstanding, needs attention. It's it's pass or fail. Okay, cool. Um, and do you know what's great about that is it, it means that the moon underwater is suitable for all comers. That's great. Yeah. Uh, apart from uh, Satanists. Why? They're cool. They're the best they ones. They are, but Satan didn't turn up because he's always so bloody late. Okay. Because he's a rascal, <laughs> as you well know. It's all part of his brand. He's got a sponsorship deal with, um, I think, a skateboard company. 
Um, so he's 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 really into being sort of late, and uh, he he's been. I, I've spotted him flicking the V's out and about in in the in the correct realm. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm not so bothered about that. Um, and but. <laughs> The remains of the deities. The remains of the deities, indeed. Oh, also, uh, Anthony Hopkins popped in. Okay. And just gave it the okay, just in terms of, like, BAFTA and the Academy and everything. It's just a book. It's just a book. It's just a book. It's just a book. Um, But I I couldn't be more pleased uh, that we have passed with flying colours and what many colours they were from the many and several robes worn by uh, all of the the various deities because our guest this week is about to enter the moon underwater she is outside the door and i can see her visage busting through the uh, the porthole do you see the porthole robin yes I we've mean, never had a porthole before oh i thought that was always there no i think nautical is the name of the day uh, but anyway uh Opening now the thick iron door is Zoe Lyons. Hello, Zoe. Hello there. Sorry, you just caught me sticking my bits through the porthole. Hey, it, you, it's too tempting. Isn't it? You just can't... I can't walk past the porthole without sticking at least a quarter of my anatomy in it, so... Uh... Well, it's the perfect size and shape for bum, face, sort of elbow... You know, I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> now... Zoe, people will know you as a star of stage and screen. Uh, you're a comedian and presenter of great renown. But what people won't know, a little bit of inside circuit knowledge, is you are not only a phenomenal comedian, but you are one of the comedians that when people see your name on a bill or walk into a dressing room and you're there, it's just like, yes. Oh. We're going to have a lovely time. <laughs> you are so warm and supportive and fun to be around i just wanted to say that because oh thank you because when i started gigging i think we did a few gigs together in sort of my first year and we've gigged together a lot over the past sort of 15 years and it's just always an absolute treat and it's quite nice when when uh you know the miles you do are getting annoying or the late nights yeah when I've gigged with you, it's always made me feel like it was a pleasure to be a comedian. So I just wanted to say that, and people might not know that. Oh, you big suck-up. Thank you. <laughs> no, but it's true, and I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. I've not said that to any of the other comedians who've been on the moon underwater. And um, c- conversely, Zoe, what, what's, what happens when you see John's name on the bill? <laughs> I always have a quick check through the porthole and see if he's in the green room. <laughs> Dread. Uh, no, we haven't gigged together for a while, though, John. I mean, obviously, there was a little issue of, um, you know, that thing, pandemic thing. But it's been a while. It's been a long time. I have memories of us in Edinburgh together a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Late night. And the bath comedia. Bath comedia. That's the smallest dressing room in the world, isn't it? It is. It's really weird because, ironically, it's sort of the biggest stage on the circuit with the smallest dressing room in the world. It's um. And not only a small dressing room, but uh, the dressing room is sort of like a C shape, I guess. And there's a toilet and the toilet is not fully separated from 
the room sonically you mean like so, well not even <laughs> physically there's so saloon door vibe ah. it's a it's a, a, a stall of nightmares that one it's <laughs> and to, i must have done the bath comedia 30 or 40 times because i used to compare quite regularly and there is only one comedian who has ever expressed themselves in in the most intense fashion in that toilet whilst other people have been in the room. That takes a certain amount of confidence. And I remember thinking, I'm going to remember this. Yeah. I, I will make a note. <laughs> Can you say yeah. who it is and we'll bleep it out? No. Okay. No. I will I will save their blushes, even though from their behaviour it would it would suggest that they never blush or get embarrassed about anything. But I've, I, yeah, I'd be very proud of that level of confidence, just letting it all go. I'm just, envious. Yeah, dropping the kids off at the pool while three other people listen behind a bit of plywood. That's... Well, they're essentially also in the pool. They are also in the pool. <laughs> they're sort of paddling in the same pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I can't remember. I mean, I've played there with a band. So there was about 10 people with all the crew, 10 people in that dressing room. Don't know how that works. That's back. pretty horrific. Yeah, pretty horrific. Zoe, are you living in Brighton at the moment? Hove, John Hove. Oh, so well, that's quite nice because I guess that you hove into view a lot, which is very is what we like a pub to do. Yes, I hove into view. Um, I used to live in Brighton. Used to live in Kemp Town, and um, yeah, moved here. Well, sort of. Yeah, I think what happens is you just slowly move west, don't you? It'll be it'll be Worthing next. Um, then Lyme Regis, and then death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did, and then you become part of the Jurassic Coast. Yeah, just literally just seep back into the to the clay cliffs. Yeah. But were you always... Uh, where, where, are you, where, 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 where are you... Sorry, Jesus Christ, John, get the word out of your mouth. Where are you from? Where am I from? Oh, I'm from all over the place, John. I'm like a real mishmash. I, I was born in Wales, but then we moved to Ireland, and then Surrey, and then... Glasgow. Jeez Louise. Yeah. And then I went to university in Yorkshire and then I moved to London and now I sound like this. So that's what's happened there. Where like, where do you feel like is your home? Because that's... you've Brighton, definitely. Brighton. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This is the first place that I feel like properly, properly at home. I mean, Ireland when I was growing up, but you know, it was, um, yeah, it was it was a nice place to grow up. You wouldn't, it would, uh, yeah, it you know, there was nothing. There was nothing there. Uh, but so H- Brighton and Hove is definitely my home now. I love this city. I love this city. Yeah. So, what would be your like, in terms of your like pub coming of age? Where were you on that journey when you started going to pubs? Uh, wasn't really in Glasgow when I left school. So there weren't many pub pubs that you would go into in. Glasgow, I'll be honest with you. Glasgow's got some amazing pubs, but it really depends on what sort of side of the city you're on and really who you support football-wise and sort of religion-wise. So there's a big divide. Um, I lived for a while, when I went back there after university, I lived for a while in Parkhead, and um, that's the east end of, of Glasgow, and it's the proper, sort of, you know, Celtic end. And they've got some proper rough ass pubs around that part of Glasgow, where the sort where you can't see in. Yes. So the sort of pub you have to commit to, but then by the time you've committed, it's too late, and it's like you're in. So my first forays into pubbing would have been at York Uni. So York, yeah. Well, that's a great, great pub city. 
Yeah, a good pub city. I like the idea of, of pubs you can't see into being a bit like the reveal at the end of Blind Date. Yeah. Because you sort of made your choice and you can't like walk in and walk out. They always had those windows that were like made out of the bottoms of bottles, you know, sort of, so you can't see. It's transparent, but you can't see through it. And they were either bottle green or tobacco brown. And most pubs were called the quarter jill because that's the measurement that you get in Scotland. A jill is quite a big measurement. So they're all called the quarter jill. And um, yeah, some quite scary pubs when I was growing up. Yeah. When you're in a city where pubs are sort of allocated to a football team or a religion, how do you navigate that if you are someone who sort of has no skin in the game? I mean, I'm I'm not saying you necessarily didn't, but like if you're sort of atheist both about religion and and football are you sort of allowed into all of them i don't know i guess so yeah unless you're i guess the big thing i mean they take it very seriously up there the whole you know the the, the blue or green so as long as you're not just sort of haven't casually slipped on your favorite blue outfit for the day and popped into a parkhead pub i think you'll be all right yeah it's yeah, there was more city bars, I guess. That's what that's where my where I would go to. Sort of, you know, wine bars. God forbid. So pubs didn't feature until I was eighteen, nineteen and at York. Favourite pub, Spread Eagle. It was brilliant. They used to do a baguette stuffed with chips. Oh, great. It was basically the biggest chip butty you've ever seen in your... It was like a three-foot chip butty. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really good, really fucking good. Proper student fair, a three-foot chip butty sandwich. A three-foot chip butty. So was that the first time you got drunk then in York, do you think? No, 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 no. Um, uh, I would sit down by the Clyde with friends with a bottle of martini when I was about 14. (laughs) Yeah, classy. Keeping it classy. Really classy. Yeah, yeah. So York was what eighteen to twenty one, and and then to London. Uh, then I went back to Glasgow, and then I moved to London when I was about twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. And what part of London were you in? I was living in uh, Queens Park, so qu- quite nice. Yeah, Queens Park and Camden around Camden, Camden, and then Queens Park. Um, I'm trying to think of what pubs used to go to. There was a really dodge... Queen's Park, when I first moved there, was quite dodgeballs. It was quite dodgeballs. Um, there was a pub called the Salisbury, but you wouldn't... Again, it was like a... You'd have a pint, but you, it wouldn't be a relaxing pint. And then Queen's Park became very gentrified and uh, they had gastro food and everything. What? Well, well maybe talk about Brighton in a bit because Brighton is such a wonderful pub town it's it's such a great place to go out and and also like caters for lots of different sort of pub tastes but if you're you're creating your dream pub with us here this evening in the moon underwater what what influence from from all of those places you've been are you are you summoning what sort of place do you want to create I, I mean I- it's a cliche, but I like a cosy pub. I tell you where has really influenced my my pub needs and wants, uh, <laughs> desires, is um, are the are the brown cafes in Holland, uh, in Amsterdam. Because my my wife is Dutch, so I spent a lot of time over there, and they do a good pub, and that has very much influenced 
what I consider to be a good pub these days. The Brown Cafes. Are you sure it wasn't something else that influenced? No, no, no. Yeah, they're no? very different. The Brown Cafes are very different to the cafes, the, co- okay. the coffee shops. Uh, so a lot of them have got wood panelled walls. So that beautiful colour and candlelit tables. And the other thing they're quite partial to is um, a carpeted tabletop. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know how a beer mat absorbs all of the, you know, brewing excretions. Can you imagine a carpeted tabletop? And they they smell still of, like, smoke from the 1940s even. Um, So it's just got that really dark lovely feel to it yeah i'm just looking them up in my mind (laughs) fuck me it is a great town to go to pubs i mean you you know people it has kind of a reputation for the other thing but you know you forget that there are just brilliant pubs there as well oh my god yeah yeah I've, i've had many a lovely evening at a place like that so i would definitely bring that sort of feel to my john looks kind of grief stricken yeah what's going on john I'm just looking at pictures of... I've never heard of the brown cafes. Oh, my God. Yeah. They don't look... I mean, just the ones that I'm seeing in my mind now, they don't look like they sort of... They've not got big, long bars of loads of taps. They've just sort of... Oh, Jesus Christ. They're beautiful, aren't they? And some of them are so small. You're like, it's trying to get... It's like trying to get yourself into a doll's house sort of bar. It's like being in a painting. Yeah, it's like being in a Rembrandt painting. They're absolutely beautiful. Um, and the, some places in Amsterdam, they still smoke. It's illegal. Like cigarettes, but it's still... It's illegal, but they're like, ah, you know, whatever. Um, you know, smoke if you want to smoke, it's fine. Um, and... Uh, but didn't they do that? They did that in Berlin, didn't they? Where the smoking ban was only in certain places, wasn't it? So there are bars in Berlin where you can still smoke, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's that's kind I mean, you know. It's part of the atmosphere. I, I mean, I don't like sitting in a really smoky bar, but I don't mind if somebody's at the door constantly having a fag on and it's sort of wafting in. And that gives you that sort of essence of fag smell that you need for a proper... Brown Cafe experience. That was John's nickname at school, Essence of Fag Smell. (laughs) (laughs) A wafting fag. (laughs) They look closest to what the moon underwater looks like. Okay, good. You know, the moon underwater in its sort of, in in its neutral state, looks like one of these brown cafes. (laughs) Neutral state. That's just... I, I'm going to get the next ticket to Amsterdam. To Amsterdam, yeah. Spend a very, very, very happy few nice years Nice pub there. in Amsterdam Airport, you know, if you're, if you're waiting for a, a flight to check, cross over. The other uh, thing I love about them is the um, the sort of paraphernalia of beer. The way that they make, the, they pour a, a beer and the different sized glasses, you know, so your little schooners and your little, you know, f- flouches and then a, a proper proper sized glass and the, yeah, even a pint. So, yeah, four or five different sizes of glass, the way they pour them, the sort of... I love it. The whole faff of it is brilliant. Hello, I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and if you don't already know, I'm now a fully-fledged podcaster. My show is called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. I've spoken to Lorraine Kelly about the letter she would send to celebrate her favourite teacher, Vicky Patterson about the letter she would send to her best friend who passed away, 
and Fee Glover talk to me about how much she loves Taylor Swift. The conversations are a celebration of people we love, and so we often find ourselves in tears of joy and sadness as guests share the letters of appreciation they wish they could send. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching for Jess Phillips wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy my podcast soon. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, we're going to now begin to populate your Brown Cafe-inspired pub. Let's start with draft. What are your two draft options? Okay, draft options. I would probably go, right, okay. Well, uh, it's a Belgian beer, but I'd have Leffer definitely on draft. Definitely. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy enough bit. It's a sort of a six percenter. You know, you drink it by the half pint. It's like a sort of warm kosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of leffer were you talking here? Because there are quite a few varieties, aren't there? Just your regular leffer. Not, not the brown brown leffer, the blonde leffer probably. Oh, the blonde yeah, one, the, yeah. yeah. You can drink quite a bit of it without... Because a lot of Belgian beers, if you drink too much of it, you just end up like... Well, banjaxed, really. Absolutely off your tits. Um, I've done that before. Where I've had a few beers in, the, in, in, in pubs in Holland or, or Belgium and not looked at the... Um, the percentage, and then gone, why can't I see out of one eye? Oh, it's 9%. <laughs> I always feel like, do you know that scene in, in Bruges when they're in the hotel room and they're just drinking, I think, pints of Leff? Oh, God. It, like, just watching that scene makes me feel hungover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it does have a nasty, nasty effect the next day. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, yeah, tricky day the next day. But... So to counter that, I'd have a, a good Pilsner. Mm. That would be my other one. But it would be, um, well, we'll keep it British. It'll be a, a Sharps Cornish Pilsner. Ooh. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's it's a really nice lovely. little bit of Cornwall in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sharps, really good. Really good. That's about, 
I want to say 4%. They used to have that on in the Wellington in Bristol. It's very, very nice. Very they refreshing. used to have one. I think there's one that's called Offshore that's 4%, but there was another one that was 5.5%. So it had a nice, it was a bit pokey, um, but a really lovely Pilsner. Really nice. Yeah, Sharps Cornish Pilsner, it's 5.2%. Okay, so I got that wrong. Okay. Well, that's that's actually, I should, I should uh, point out, that's in bottle. Draft is about the same, I think. Yeah, I need to check because sometimes the bottles are, are yeah, it's five point two. It's five point two on draft and in bottles. Wow! So you've got a pretty heady uh, draft selection. Yeah, I always think if you're drinking a pint, make it work. Make, make it, it work. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, this pint isn't working. <laughs> Superb. So. Lef, is it Leffa? I say Leffa, but it could be Lef. Could be Lefe. Lefe. I think it's been pronounced every single possible way on this podcast. So today it's Leffa. Leffa Blonde, Sharps Cornish Pilsner. Oh, that's lovely. Because you, you are a big sort of, you're a diver and a scuba diver, aren't you? Yeah. So do you do that in Cornwall with a lovely pint of Pilsner to, to sort of quench your thirst? At the bottom of the ocean. No, yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never gone diving in Cornwall. No, yeah, it's like <laughs> the seaweed in my pants. Um, I've never gone diving in Cornwall. I tell you what, I drink. The place where I did learn to dive was Roatan off Honduras, and what they used to drink there was beer mimosas, mm. uh, which is, it sounds disgusting, but in a tropical heat, it really hits the nail on the head. So it's a draft beer mm. with an orange juice top. And a splash of Angostura bitters. Huh. Brilliant. A beer mimosa and it hits the mark. Absolutely. In so that. is that a bit like a sort of um, a, a beer apparel spritz? Does it sort of vibe? What is a mimosa? I think the problem is I don't know what a m- 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 mimosa is. Mimosa is a fruity, it's like fruit and Bucks champagne, fizz, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's like a Buck's Fizz. So it's a beer mimosa. Yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that. It's, it sounds disgusting, but honestly... I think the family would be disappointed on Christmas Day if they're expecting Buck's <laughs> yeah. And I was pouring Stella and orange juice into a glass for everyone. <laughs> I think you need a nice, light, sort of South American beer, Honduran beer. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah. I bet that is nice. Wow, this is a beautiful pub. Stunning, crackling fire, a bit of music on. Wonderful. Welcome, 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 welcome to the pub of mystical desire. What can I get you? I'll have a pint, please. A pint? Sure, coming right up. Here we go. Pouring it now. Ah, wonderful. Just going to take a sip. Oh, no, you can't drink it. You can't drink it. Why not? That'd be the fulfilment of desire. You can't fulfil desire, otherwise it stops being desire. Not sure I understand. As soon as you get something you want, you don't want it anymore. It's the nature of desire. Tell you what, if you want to go to a pub where ineffable desire is fulfilled in a substantial and satisfying way, you want to go to the moon underwater. Oh, okay. Cheers. Bye. So, Leffer Blonde, Sharp's Cornish Pilsner in this brown cafe. Now, we're about to come onto your bottle choices. I, I see you quaffing merrily a bottle there. What, yeah. Is the bottle you're drinking now going to feature? Or, would you, or could you tell us about what you're drinking now here at the Moon Underwater? I'm currently drinking a, a Saint Stephanus, which is a it's another Belgian beer, another blonde Belgian beer. But, oh, crikey, that is stronger than I thought it was too. Oh, OK. Well, we might not make the end of this podcast. <laughs> how, how strong is it? 
Seven Moses. But you know, we should we should tell our listeners that you're 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 recovering from a from an injury. So I, I think, am. I've got a fractured shoulder. So seven percent. Seven percent is nothing really. It's yeah. just taking the edge off. Yeah. It, and I'm having it with ice uh, on my shoulder. I think also when it's seven percent and you're using it for medicinal purposes, you can say it's a seven percent solution. It is seven percent solution. Sounds more like so it's, it's been prescribed. Quite weak. Yeah. So my bottles, right, does that include wine at this point? It can do. Right. Well, then I won't put the, the, the scent Stephanus in. What I will do, right, I'm going to put in another beer, but it's quite a different one. I'm going to put in a Crick, which is a Belgium cherry beer. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I'd stock that mostly from October to March. It's not really a summer thing for me. Um, it's a really – I don't normally like f- fruit in my beer you know i'm not a sort of mango ipa girl but cherry beer bloody love it and it's got a real wintry christmasy feel for it for me i love it is this the one where it comes in the paper wrapper it comes wrapped in paper so it's like a gift yeah every time you open one it's like a little gift you're like oh what have i got oh it's a cherry beer well you, you you can get them in my local tesco and they're absolutely delicious, and they're all—they're only four percent, or certainly the ones I've—I've I've had are. They're not like they don't knock you out. No, they're doable. You can have a few. I of know them. what you mean about you don't want the sort of the fruit element to be bashing up against the beer element, but they do feel like they sort of work. Oh, it's gorgeous! Yeah, absolutely, it's really gorgeous. I can't remember when I first tried them. Probably in Bruges. Went for a weekend in Bruges and then just worked my way through a, a beer menu and hit on that and went, that'll be staying in my repertoire. Yeah, I love them. So what's your second bottle? Second bottle. We'll have to go wine. We'll have to. So I'm going to throw in there a uh, bottle of red wine, a, a Pinot Noir. Yeah. I love a Pinot Noir because if you get a really good Pinot Noir, it's Bursting with flavour, but it's not that heavy, heavy, tanniny sort of. Uh. Again, it's got a real fruit burst to it, a real fruit burst to it, and you get them equally good in New World and you know Europe. Um, I've just come back from Austria where I was drinking. I think they call it Blau Fresher, Blau Fresh, which is like a Pinot Noir. Excuse me, I'm burping. It's a Belgian burp. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, just punches through with loads of flavour, so I love it. Really love it. So we'll have a, we'll have a few bottles of that, please. Do you have a specific brand or a specific country or anything? Um, do you know what? They're pretty good wherever you like. Australia and New Zealand produce some beautiful ones, but then equally, even Switzerland produced lovely ones. Yeah. So um, I'm, I want whatever whatever is on offer that oh, week. Nice. I'll take a few cases of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good caveat. On offer Pinot Noir. I don't mind that at all. I tell you where you get a brilliant one from, Romania. Ooh. And it's it's really cheap. Yeah, Romanian Pinot Noir. You can get it at um, Majestic. It's about £6.90 a bottle. It is mwah, really beautiful. Really beautiful. You know, you don't get a lot of Romanian wine in Waitrose. So it's um yeah, that's 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 worth looking out for. Well, we are going to leave Zoe Lyons' Dream Pub very briefly to partake in the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz, but I will remind you of its contents. Uh, They have Leffer Blonde, Sharp's Cornish Pilsner at 5.2%, a Crick Cherry Beer, 4%-ish, 
and potentially a Romanian Pinot Noir if it's on offer. And it has the spirit and accoutrements of one of Amsterdam's beautiful brown cafes. But before we head to the quiz, Zoe, you're a quiz master yourself. I am. Tell us about your quiz. Well, I host a quiz on BBC Two called Lightning. Uh, Tea time telly, John, tea time telly. Got the shiny floor, the shiny suit. And um, shiny forehead to, to yeah, the, I'm just a, a bag of cliches. I love it. I absolutely love doing it. I never knew I wanted to be a quiz show host until the, the opportunity presented itself. And within five minutes, I went, oh, I am home. Daddy's home. <laughs> Have you always been into quizzes, though? Or was it totally out of left field? No, I, I, I like a quiz. I, I like, I'm competitive. Like most comedians, I'm stupidly competitive. So I enjoy the sort of, you know, competitive element of a quiz but I think the thing I really enjoy about doing lightning as well is they give me a little bit of room to sort of have a bit of um, chit chat with the contestants and they are a lot of fun and bringing those sort of comparing skills in that we've sort of honed over all of those years. Well, that's the thing like as a, a comedian of your standard a very high standard when you watch like interaction between quiz show hosts and guests without wanting to be mean you do think what are you talking what you're just are you like, talking about no, you've, got, no. you've got to get something out of that yeah 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 i know it's it's amazing when you watch you know there are certain presenters who will be presented with contestant gold they will offer up something and their response will be oh that's nice thank you well we, <laughs> yeah yeah, know, yeah good luck and Hey, I hope you enjoy playing. And you're like, they've just said they, you know, they're an astronaut. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Sarah. She's uh, she's a, a weasel tamer from um, <laughs> Oxford. And isn't Oxford lovely at this time of year? Anyway, you know, it's come on, come on. Yeah. So I love doing it. Love well, it. Well, let's see how you fare at the Moon Underwater pub quiz as we hand over to the lovely Robin. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey have been deducted five points. Thanks, John, and welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Yet again, I've raided the suggestions of Alex from the Tiger Tavern in Tunbridge Wells. And this week, the quiz is about sporting postcodes. So I will give you five UK postcodes, and you have to tell me to which stadium or sporting location those postcodes belong. For example, I could say BS70BF, and you go, that's the Memorial Stadium in Bristol. You know, stuff like that. You get the concept? Yeah, well, it's a test of sporting knowledge, and but crucially, postcode knowledge. It's a bit of both. Generally, postcode knowledge, really. <laughs> right, you ready for this? Okay, so there's five postcodes. So question one, LS63PW. LS6. LS63PW. So that's one. Question two, LS110ES. So you might know the city. Do you know the city, you guys? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> L-S. Question three. S-1. 1-D-A. Who's got the letter S as a city? <laughs> Question four. K-Y-16. 9-X-L. I may have done an accent to give you a hint. 
Who knows? KY169XL. If you know the Beatles song, Cry Baby Cry, that could be another little hint. I'm giving you two clues there because that's a really hard one. KY. So I'm rambling, well, aren't I? I mean, this entire quiz is sort of impossible. I don't think it is. Is it? Uh, I think if you, if you don't know <laughs> the answers, this quiz is probably yeah, the hardest quite, one you've said. it's quite set. impossible. <laughs> Question five. SW61HS. Let me give you some more clues. LS. What, what, think of some cities that could be LS. What city begins with an L? Well, I'm thinking of them. And rhymes with weeds. Oh, okay. okay. S1. S. You know S, don't you? There's no, there's no S in London. So S is a city, big city, S, famous, where do you get your cutlery from? Okay. Oh, yeah. got it. KY, KY, I did an accent, famous Scottish city begins yeah. with K. Loop tuned. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's a sport that you like a lot, John. And you have a YouTube channel about it. I'm giving you loads of clues. SW6, that's obviously a London one. KY. That's, yeah. K- okay. SW6, well, that's of London-ish, isn't it? So think of your big London football teams, if you want. Yeah, but it's not just I have to know it's in London. I have to guess it's football. I also have to know where SW6 is, because there's like 15 football teams in London. Well, why don't anyway, you just... It's a, gr- <laughs> <laughs> it's a great quiz for if you're a postman or postwoman who likes football. <laughs> Who's worked in five different locate four different locations? Yeah. Uh, we will return to uh, the Moon Underwater Pop Quiz in part two, and not only that, we will return to Zoe Lyons's superb Dream Pub. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.